Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation, where we shine a light on loss and grief and how it impacts our lives. We are here to provide hope, resources, and a community so no one feels alone in their grief. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Power of Love show sponsored by the Dee Dee Jackson Foundation. We believe that through the power of love that nothing is impossible with love on your side. I am TJ Jackson. And with me is my eldest brother, Taj Jackson. Hello. How is everyone doing? Uh, We are live, of course, on Facebook and YouTube. And this, you could be hearing us on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Either way, if you're watching or listening listening to us right now, thank you for joining us. Uh, We have this new cool format on Facebook, YouTube, where you can audience can ask us questions for us or our guests. So please make sure you do that. Um, Taj. Yes. You are not going to say the disclaimer. So I guess I need to, right? Yeah. I don't think I have it up. Okay. Well, here's a disclaimer. We are not licensed therapists. We are just ordinary people who've experienced loss in our lives. We've been impacted by it and we've learned from it. And we like to share our opinions in an attempt to help you overcome whatever it is you are going through, saying that if you need professional help, we urge you to seek it and to find it. Do not just rely on us. Taj Jackson, we are not going to go into a big spiel, but what have you been up to? Just um, just trying to stay safe, pretty much, you know. Um, Trying during not to this go epidemic? Out. Yeah, during this um, epidemic, trying not to go out as much. I mean, I don't go out at all, but um, yeah, just, I don't know. There's nothing exciting really going on, you know. I mean, I'm raising a, a baby, which is something that I, you know, is keeping me energetic and I love it. So that's that's the highlights of my day. Cool. Sounds like every other week, Tasha. Yep, it is. Uh, for me, I started to fast. So the last time I've eaten was four days ago. Um, and I think a lot of people, when they hear fast, they think it's for, um, weight loss, Mm -hmm. which it kind of is, but it's primarily because I just haven't felt right internally. I know I'm not a younger person anymore. So my internal stuff is not, I don't know, like my chest and organs. I, I I don't know. So I, Mm -hmm. I, I'm resetting myself. I ate horribly and I think I ate too much sugar and too much non-nutritious food where my body is saying, and my soul is saying, we need a, we need help. So I started to fast for that reason. And I'm on day four since Saturday, uh, Saturday night. And oh, that entail? that's just water, is that just water, just H2O. And, uh, I, it's, it's, it's been pretty good. You know, it, it's, it's been pretty good. I, I feel better. Um, I don't know. It's, it's been good. Cool. Yeah. So that's been my week. It's just been getting through that, getting work done, but that's been the main interesting thing. But talking about fasting and food and, and the relationship of all that, we have a special guest. Uh, today's guest has shown great strength in being open about struggles she has faced in life. At 16, after battle, battling an eating disorder that developed in middle school, she introduced her organization on beauty mark. <clears throat> and she gave a Ted talk about how societal pressures and the media's narrow views of beauty contributed to her struggle to spread her message. Our guest has created a website in addition to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube accounts to share her struggles, 
give daily reminders and encourage others to see the beauty within themselves. She has a video campaign called The Beauty Within where people discuss their unbeauty marks, which are flaws that society or the beauty industry would not consider beautiful. I love that. Mm-hmm. One facet of her organization is, is a campaign called There Is Beauty, where individuals submit a photo of themselves and a sentence about what they find beautiful in the world. Mm-hmm. This campaign is meant to inspire people to search for beauty all around them. Ava Viol is now 18 years old and just finished her first year of college at UVA. So without further ado, let's welcome Ava into the show into the power of love show. Hi. Ava, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. Uh, I have to say, I watched this morning your TED talk <laughs> and I thought it was brilliant. I, I was oh, really proud you. of you. Uh, n- real quick, I, I guess, let me tell this to the, the, the viewers. If you're watching this, what is the sentence you use, Ava? Beauty is, and then you have everyone fill out the rest of that sentence. Is that right? Well, for um, the Beauty Within Project, the video campaign, yeah, that's generally the format. Um, for the There Is Beauty, There Is Beauty In campaign, it's you basically just fill in the blank. You're right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So like this. So I want everyone who's watching us live right now to fill in what they think of to fill this, to finish the sentence. Beauty is, um, I heard about it yesterday. I went with beauty is, what did I go with Taj? Everything. Yeah. I went with everything. Mm-hmm. Beauty is everything. What did you go with Taj? Uh, beauty is imperfections. Yes. So I want everyone to fill in. I'm going to be sharing what everyone is saying uh, to finish that sentence. But of course you're getting, we have a great community. So Ava, you're getting a lot of love. Um which you're going to see, which is a, which is a cool thing, but beauty is kindness is the first one from Toria. So, okay. Before you start, I just want how, how was the Ted talk? Like did, I mean, was that, it's something that, I mean, I commend anyone that can, you know, publicly speak anyway, but then a Ted talk, you know, that's a big notch on the belt. So how was that? Um, So I would definitely describe it as terrifying, but very liberating. So the whole, situation was a bit spontaneous on my part. I heard that it was going on and, you know, I, I initially wasn't going to, um, I wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I had anything to say. I, you know, I wasn't sure if I was ready to put myself out there like that. Um, but then like two days before the deadline, I called my mom up. I said, mom, I think I'm going to do this. So I quickly put together a speech, you know, I submitted it. And my original speech didn't even have any personal experiences in it. Mm-hmm. And um, the rehearsal night before the talk was an absolute disaster. I got up on the stage to you know run through my speech and I literally started crying. I, I couldn't get through the speech. I, I tried to memorize it the night before. Um, so was that it was, Yeah, it was, I think it was just sharing something so personal with a room full of pretty much strangers. Yeah. Um, so I think that was definitely the more petrifying aspect of it. Um, but once I got on that stage, I don't know, I, I felt confident. I felt really proud of myself. Um, and I just, I felt like I could breathe, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's great. 
First of all, there's two things I want to say about that. I, I commend you because I actually learned a lot with your your TED talk. So I, I thank you for that. But what what I found interesting, your whole idea, <clears throat> you had a dream like two years prior mm -hmm. that you were giving a talk on yeah. on a TED talk, and then two years later it comes to fruition, and you're actually doing it. How, what was that like? Crazy. <laughs> it's it's funny because I vividly remember that moment. It was like two in the morning and I was having this dream where I was, I, I don't know if it was necessarily at a TED conference or I was just talking to a room of people about my experience and I woke myself up. I, I woke myself up, I grabbed my notepad and I just started writing down everything I could remember that I was saying. And I kept that and I actually used that to help me write my speech for the TED talk. That's great, I love yeah. it. Do you still have that notepad? Yeah, I do. It's, it's a, uh, it was at school with me and then, you know, Corona happened. So yeah. I currently don't have it, but yeah, I, I kept it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how, and my last, well, there's a couple questions. Cause I commend you. Like I said, I thought the Ted talks was brilliant. <clears throat> how can I ask you how old you are now? I'm 18. Okay. So you're 18 years old and you did this Ted talk when? I was 16 at the time. I commend you. That's not easy to do. So <laughs> thank right you. There, you need to, to realize because I we spoke earlier and you were talking about how it's hard for you to watch it, which is same with me. It's hard for me to watch old stuff that I've done. But mm -hmm. I commend you. You did an amazing job. And on the TED Talks, what I love, you talk about what is beauty. Um, and can you just give a kind of a generalization of what that TED talk is? Cause we have viewers that are young, all types of viewers that are watching that, mm -hmm. that may find some great inspiration in that TED talk. So what yeah. is beauty to you? Um, Ava? To me, beauty is infinite. Honestly, it, it's in everything. It's in everyone. And beauty is so much more than your physical appearance. You know, it, it goes so much deeper than what you look like on the outside. And I know that sounds like such a cliche, but it is so, so true. And don't place your value in what you, in your outward appearance, appearance, mm -hmm. because there's so much more to you than that. And I know like, especially in this digital age, there's so much pressure, you know, like mm -hmm. we're, we're scrolling through our feeds and we, um, see these false definitions of beauty. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to emphasize the false aspect because a lot of times the things we see in media, the things we see on our screens, that's, that's not real. Um, for example, Instagram is a snapshot of the most perfect moments of your life. And, and that's not real. So I would just, you know, tell everyone to take what you see with a grain of salt yeah. and try to look deeper into yourself than what's just on the outside. Love it. And and even you mentioned in the TED Talks, and I, I've, I've seen some comments where people don't know what a TED Talk is. It's You can find them on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know how else to describe it, but it's just pretty much talks where people give to inspire or to, to teach people about things. Mm -hmm. And on your TED Talks, you talk about um, how – what, which I found fascinating, and I love that you shared this, was that in, in many cultures, even today, uh, bigger is better mm -hmm. and for women. And, and in West Africa, in Maritonia, I think it was mm -hmm. called, where stretch marks and other 
like signs of, of being bigger are seen as beauty. And mm -hmm. that's so much different than what we experience in the Western world or in the States or in Europe. And, and I, and I, I thought, I thought that was very profound because you have the pictures and the slideshow to, to su support that. What was that like for you to not only do that research, but to, to, uh, to learn about that? What was the revelation you got when you, when you saw that? Well, for me, I think it just solidified my shift in perspective. You know, I struggled physically with an eating disorder for a year and mentally for about two and a half years. And doing that research just really opened my eyes to the fact that your definition of what beauty is, is different from everyone else's. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they're societal generalizations, but when it comes down to it, you can make your own definition of what beauty is. And so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would say um, it was just really eye-opening. I mean, being constantly surrounded by um, the Western ideals mm -hmm. of beauty yeah. and then really digging into what it is um, in other countries. Even I went to Tanzania um, the summer going into my senior year. So this was after I did the TEDx talk and it, it just solidified everything I believed in because while I was there, you know, that same idea of bigger is better. I remember one of our group leaders who was from Tanzania was constantly telling me to keep eating, which I thought was so fascinating because in the US, beauty is being thin generally. And so when I was there, it was just so funny that my group leader just wanted me to keep getting seconds and to, because there it, it represents beauty, it represents um, socioeconomic status. So, um, it's just very fascinating how how society can twist different things into you know different definitions. And and it's interesting because if you study a lot of the late artworks, older mm -hmm. artworks, you know, the people drawn are are usually bigger, and yeah. are, I should say painted are bigger, and the people in power are bigger. So it's it seems like it's glorified back then, but mm -hmm. somewhere along the line, it switched to being super thin, super models, mm -hmm. and and, and I can only imagine the effect that has on our young women. Mm -hmm. And that leads me to my next question is, what age were you where you actually started to think about, do I look okay? Or, or and, and do you remember that experience? And then also, what would you share to, to our viewers and our listeners about that situation and, and what it was like going through that situation? Yeah, so I vividly remember I was, I think I was 13 at the time because I was in eighth grade and I had seen my eighth grade class choir photo. And, you know, like middle school, you're going through puberty, your body's changing, like you have a little bit of baby weight. And by like, I wasn't chubby by any means or anything, but compared to my friends, I don't know, just in my head, I was like, oh my God, like I, I should lose weight. And you know, initially it did start as me um, eating healthier and trying to be healthy about it, but it quickly, quickly escalated and just became my entire life, really. Um, and I would say that was probably one of the hardest times in my life, one of mm -hmm. the loneliest times in my life, um, because I think a lot of times people forget that eating disorders are mental disorders with physical components. Mm -hmm. So 
you have this mental disorder and you can physically see that someone's deteriorating, but even once you physically recover, that doesn't mean that the person is mentally recovered. Um, so for me, I physically recovered pretty quickly. You know, I was at a healthy, normal weight, but mentally I still was constantly thinking about how many calories I was eating, how much exercise I was doing. And it genuinely just kind of becomes your identity. And I would, I know that it, it, there's no one way to recover. Mm. So I can't necessarily give advice on how to recover. Um, but I would just say, believe in yourself. I, I know that's so cliche, but believe that you can recover because it is possible. You know, what, it, what, it really is possible. What was big for you in your, in your t time? Because you're still just 18 years old. <laughs> so I'm curious to know what was the big component that helped you get through this? Because like you said, in your Ted talk and it's everywhere, you know, it seems mm -hmm. like there's a, a pressure with social media to, to look a certain way. What mm -hmm. helped you get through that, that mental hurdle? Um, I would say surrounding myself by people who wanted the best for me. Um, because when you're recovering, you're, you're going to go through things that you don't necessarily want to do. Um, just because you've trained yourself that those things are bad or, um, they, they're just not something that you want to go through with. But I definitely would have to just thank my friends and my family for, you know, supporting me. Uh, constantly nudging me to get better. And um, yeah, I would just surround yourself or at least try to surround yourself by people who support you. Um, ask for help if you need it. It doesn't have to be a parent. It could be a teacher you trust, um, a professor you trust if you're at university, um, a friend, you know, it doesn't have to be your mom or dad. Or mm. Were you um, pretty open to that support or were, was it something that you kind of um, tried to make go away in the beginning, or were you? Oh, it was it was definitely something I resisted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I definitely, <laughs> I definitely don't think I was, was fun to be around for a little bit. Yeah. But uh, once I realized that those things were helping me, I that's when I became more comfortable talking about them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, so fast forward just a couple of years, and then you begin your organization, Um Beauty Mark, mm -hmm. um, which is, again, I, I commend you being 18 years old and and being so open about your struggles and whether you know it or not, you're helping a lot of people, uh, mm -hmm. and I think that's the best the best thing you can do for all of us. And I'm curious to know what inspired you to begin the organization side of um beauty mark um so i i touched on this a little bit earlier but it really stemmed from my own struggles and what i mean by that it it led to a lot of frustrations that i had um towards like the societal expectations of beauty but also the expectations i had for myself and um those trips that i went on those service trips i went on were really what inspired me um, and opened my eyes to this idea of an infinite type of beauty and um, 
Yeah, I would say that's that's what really inspired me and wanting to see real change. Mm-hmm. Want, wanting wanting to be the person that I needed when I was 13 and mm-hmm. going through a terrible time in my life. Um, and I never <laughs> I never expected any of this to happen, but I'm so grateful and so blessed. So. It's happening too because it's needed. You know, and and what I can see already is you have a great voice, and you just have you have authenticity about it that is needed. So you're like I said, you're you're helping so many people, and I commend you for that. Thank you. Toria wants to know if there's any advice to get more self confidence for young people that don't feel comfortable with their appearance. Okay, so first of all, I still, I mean, yes, I've recovered, but I still don't always feel confident in myself. Um, and insecurities are something that everyone goes through. It, you know, self-love isn't, um, it doesn't happen overnight. It, you have to work every single day, especially living in a digital age where there's pressure from social media, you know, constant bombardment of this false definition of beauty. And so basically we have to retrain ourselves to speak kindly about ourselves and our bodies. And so one thing that I do almost every day is even if I'm not feeling comfortable in my body, even if I'm not feeling confident or I'm just having a lot of self-doubt that day, I write down those feelings. I acknowledge those feelings because those feelings are valid. But then I write down five things that I'm grateful for because it puts you in a really good mindset. And then I write down three to five things that I love about my body. And it doesn't have to be physical. I mean, you could say, Like, I love my legs because they allow me to move or I love that I'm kind to people. You know, it it doesn't have to just be physical. So um, that's something that I do that really helps me when I'm feeling insecure or having a lot of self-doubt. And so hopefully it could help you. What, 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 who taught you about gratitude and to utilize that as a strong method? I don't really hear many teens talk about the power of gratitude. So that's fascinating <laughs> that you are. And I think it's beautiful because we always yeah. preach the importance of gratitude. So who taught Ava at a young age to, to be grateful and to practice it and write it down and things like that? Um, I would say my mom. <laughs> and I know she's watching right now. So, hey, mom. <laughs> um, yeah, I would definitely say like my mom and my dad. Um They've always, I mean, they've always just wanted to implement that in me because it's so important, especially um, nowadays we can get really caught up in things that don't really matter, um, like social media and stuff like that, or like, you know, so I would definitely say my parents have always wanted me to be grateful for what I have. And I also think now, especially with what's going on in the world, um, there's so much tragedy, so much heartbreak, so much pain. Um, I think we definitely need to pause and take a moment to list the things that we're grateful for. Mm. And because yes, the world is absolutely crazy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But just writing three things every day, like, you know, it keeps you positive. So Yeah, Sequoia says, you see TJ light up when she started talking about gratitude. Because <laughs> I, I preach that, but I'll be honest, I didn't preach it at 18. And it just was just a couple years ago where 
you know, there was a guest on one of our shows who told, who kind of convinced me to try it and, and it is a great thing. So for anybody out there listening, watching, practice gratitude, you know, it's, it's probably mm-hmm. one of the biggest advices I can give to everyone out there. Um, Todd, were you about to say something? Did I cut you off? Or are you good? No, no, I'm just looking at the comments and, you okay. know, it, it is amazing that you at an age, um, learn gratitude, but, um, I did want to, yeah, I, I did want to say something actually. Yeah. Um, your mom will be on next, uh, yeah. next, next week. So that's, uh, um, so I thought we were saving that to the end. Huh? I know, she kind of introduced it already. And, and we were talking about, you know, learning about, you know, gr- gratitude and positive. So I just, yeah, it's a little sneak peek. I love it. Taj giving out nuggets early <laughs> into the show. Okay. Um, Ava, another question. Do you think the beauty industry is starting to shift and move towards more inclu- inclusivity? Um, and then also, what changes would you like to see even more made? Um, so I would say that there's been a shift to an extent. I mean, we've definitely seen small increases in racial diversity and the use of plus size models in um, mainstream brands such as Victoria's Secret and Abercrombie, but those two brands specifically only started using plus size models because they had to. Mm-hmm. Um, we've definitely seen an influx in uh, body positivity on social media, especially Instagram, um, but you know, still within commercials, advertisements, and the overall modeling agency, you don't see much diversity. Um, in terms of race or size. So what I would love to see is um, a more diverse group of models. Um, if we're just talking about the modeling industry on the runway, mm-hmm. you know, like I want to see people who look like me, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't like, yeah, I'm five two, but <laughs> I mean, just shake it up a bit. You know, that's what I would love to see. Um, I don't know what brand will do it first, but I'm so excited to see someone shake it up, you know? Love it. Marie Price says, losing my mom has really messed up my eating. Any advice, please? And before we, the three of us, we just want to send condolences to you, Marie, and your family during this challenging time. Ava, do you have any advice for Marie who who seems to be in the beginning part of of just struggling with her diet? Mm First of all, I'm so, so sorry for your loss. Um, I guess my piece of advice would be take it one day at a time. Um, Celebrate the small victories, you know? Um, And yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, take it one day at a time. Love it. Taj? No, I like I like what you said. I celebrate the small victories because you know every day will be a challenge, but you look at it as a victory when you do. You know, um, it's st- it's just a mindset of how you look at things. You know, in that way. And um, you know, when when mom passed, TJ, it was like I it was like a fork on the road. Which way mm-hmm. are we going to go? Are, are we going to go to the point where it's going to alter our lives in one way, or is it going to alter our lives in another way? Are we going to use it as you know, fuel or weight, you know, is it going to weigh us down or is it going to propel us forward? And for me, I made the mental decision that it was going to inspire me to, to be everything that she wanted me to be. And that made her happy. And that's how I've all, I mean, even 20 something years later, I'm still using 
that advice to to be that way in that way. But you have to celebrate the small because no one's perfect and it's not something that overnight it's gonna happen anyway. Like so I I think when it comes to losing the parent or anyone that's very close to you, you do celebrate the small victories because it is it's 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 a journey every day. Well said. Nicole asks, Ava, do you think that what happened to you made you grow up faster? It's a great question. It's a tough question. I um I think in some ways, yeah. I think in order to recover, I had to grow up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's hard for any 13-year-old to deal with any type of mental illness. Um, but one that really encompasses your entire life is definitely a challenge. And um, yeah, I would definitely say it made me grow up faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I want to share this too. Um, Dee Williams, thank you for commenting. Uh, she said, my son was murdered four years ago. Eating was very hard, but it will come back, Mary. Prayers. Yeah. That's a response to Mary's question just a couple minutes ago. And and that's why I love doing the Power of Love show, because it's a community. And um, I, I just love that comment. So thank, thank you. Thank Dee. you for saying that. Um, okay, so t- tell me more about Unbeauty Mark. What What is the future for Unbeauty Mark? Because I'm excited. Like, like I said, you're 18 years old. For you to already be doing something of this nature is, is a beautiful thing. And I'm curious to know what is in Ava's mind for what she sees Unbeauty Mark being in the future. Um, so I definitely want to continue um, creating videos and um, expanding to more campaigns. I would love to do another talk of some sort. I think that would be great. I did a workshop at my high school, which was so inspiring for me because I I demanded those, everyone there to be very vulnerable mm-hmm. and everyone was, you know, responded so positively and I got such great feedback afterwards. And it made me realize that like people are not alone in this, mm-hmm. you know, pe- more people are going through, um, you know, body image issues, insecurity issues, Um, more people are going through that than you would think. Mm -hmm. And so those are kind of the smaller things I'd love to do, um, hopefully soon. Um, But some of the bigger goals I have for myself are uh, hopefully be a speaker at a Girl Up Leadership Summit. Um, Girl Up is an incredible organization and they're doing great things. So, and 50% of our proceeds go to Girl Up. So I'm a huge advocate for Girl Up. Um, I would love to collaborate with Airy, which is kind of an um, off-brand to, uh, gosh, what are they called? American Eagle. Mm-hmm. And um, they use, from day one, they've used all different types of models, all mm-hmm. different races, all different sizes. So maybe doing like a product collaboration with them would be a dream. <laughs> I love it. I love and that. you, w- one of the things in researching, I saw that, to me, Unbeauty Mark is also about embracing what can kind of be holding you back or what you're mm-hmm. you're giving negative power to. Yeah. Um, is, can you talk about how, where you came up with that idea? Because even in the About Me section of your website, you talk about, um, I want to give beauty the freedom to be anything. So accept your thighs that don't, uh, that don't 
that don't gap or pants that aren't a size two. Um, now's the time to stand up for your in-beauty marks. Now's the time to love the real you. And I, obviously that's great. But to me, that's what is, am I understanding that right? That's what a beauty mark is, is embracing what mm -hmm. you feel is quote unquote wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. That's <laughs> exactly right. Okay. Right. And then what, what, what is, what does that do when you can embrace that quote unquote negativity that you're giving yourself? How does that empower you? I think it lets you live um, authentically. Mm. It lets it lets you be yourself, and you only get one life, so you might as well just be who you are. Mm. And um, I think, yeah, I think it just allows you to be your truest, most unapologetic self, which is what I hope for everyone. Um, it allows you to be confident in not only yourself but the things you're passionate about, and um you can find strength in 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 finding that self-love you can find strength in finding that self-love so you're a freshman or you just finished your freshman year in school yeah i just finished my freshman year another question for you ava okay. what is your long-term goals for your career is it strictly just on beauty or is there something else you want to do um, no. So I love Unbeauty Mark. It's my passion. It doesn't feel like a job to me because I just love doing it. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely want to continue it um, in years to come. But I kind of want to follow in my mom's foot track, uh, footsteps and um, be a lobbyist. She was a lobbyist for 12 years. And um, I actually went to a Girl Up Leadership Summit, I think, two summers ago when I got to lobby in D.C., mm. which was like one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. And I kind of fell in love with it. So I would love to do that for a period of time. Um, I've always wanted to work for the UN. Uh, I hopefully will be maybe getting a degree in international law. Not sure. <laughs> um, depends on what happens. But yeah, I definitely want to continue, um, you know, serving my community and helping people any way I can, so. Well, Ava, you are amazing uh, for being 18 years old. You did a TED Talk at 16. I commend you for everything you've accomplished already in life. I think your future's bright. Keep doing what you're doing. You have some big supporters here at DDJF. And um, that's it. I, you, you meant, Taj mentioned earlier, and you just mentioned your mother. She's going to be our next guest next week. And we're going to ask her some some questions on this as well, because this is a very important topic that is serious in the world. I think you said in your TED Talk, eight million, eight million people are struggling with uh, an eating disorder. I don't know if that was just the states, but either way, that's a large number. And um, I commend you for being open. And, and, and I'm sure, like I said, you're helping someone get through it. Um, I prepped you before we went on live, telling you that when we close the show, we give our guests 30 seconds to a minute to say whatever it is they want to say. Are you ready for that? 
Sorry, I was just having a couple technical difficulties. Um, can you repeat that real quick? Sure, sure. This is the time where you get 30 seconds to a minute to talk about anything you want to talk about. So fire away whenever you're ready. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess I would just say, oh gosh, <laughs> there's so much. Yeah. Um, this is, I feel like so many things I've said tonight are a cliche, but um, don't stop believing in yourself because mm -hmm. there was a point in my life where I didn't have a purpose. I didn't like, I couldn't name one thing that I liked about myself. And I mean, five years later, I'm here and I'm happier and healthier than I could have imagined. And so I would just say you you can get through it. Whatever you're going through, you can get through it because what my mom always tells me, everything is temporary. And that is so true. The pain is temporary. The heartache is temporary. The struggles are temporary. So just keep pushing through. You can do it. I believe in you. So love it. Love yeah. it. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. Well said. Uh, to everyone out there, you can obviously go to www.unbeautymark.com. Uh, Ava has Unbeautymark on all the social media platforms. There's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Instagram. But uh, again, I commend you for being 18 years old, for, for being this open and, and making a difference already. I'm a big fan of yours, Ava. So thank you for joining us. And um, until next time, you take care of yourself and don't be a stranger, okay? We're going to talk to your mom next week, but, but we want to keep in touch with you, okay? Okay, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. Taj, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap? No, the, I'm excited about next week. Um, this was great. I learned yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, I, again, this is an issue that I never had to deal with, Taj. I don't think you had to deal with an eating disorder or any you know, any situation like that, but it's a real situation that's, yeah. that's plaguing our world. And, and like Ava said, and you know, it's one of the big issues is that there's supermodels and what we see on TV, everything always is, is glamorized, at least in the Western world where it's very thin. And again, I, I suggest people to watch her Ted talk that she gave at the, 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 the young age of 16, it was very informative even for someone like me who, who finds himself as a big reader, I learned a lot, you know, and um, I commend her. So I, I, I'm, I'm thankful to have her and I'm looking forward to mom next week. Yes, definitely. Taj, anything else you want to say while we close? Um, no, there, there was one comment about um, Brandy Boyd said that she lost her father to colon cancer. It's been hot, hard for me or for her. And she had friends and family and very strong, but powerful music helped her get through it in this difficult time. So sending condolences and stuff like that. Sending thank you love, Brandy. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Uh, all right, Todd, we're going to close. This right. has been the DDJF Power of Love show. If you want to know more about the foundation, make sure you go to www.ddjf.org. Thank you guys for joining and we'll see you next Wednesday. Adios.